six four, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, it's like a big performance. Um, <laughs> it's such a performance that both the Nuggets and the Heat go through a fake practice on the main Man, court, that's just the in silliest. front of media. Why not? Why call it a practice? Why not just have it shoot around? Shoot yeah, around. and just have everybody walks around and interviews people. Yeah. Like, why call it a practice? Because they actually feel know. like they come out and do a whole. Song and dancer team. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was actually kind of funny. Dev and I were talking about this. The Nuggets just did a bunch of shooting drills. Yeah. The Heat actually were going like yeah. four on four with their reserves. The get ready game. Yeah, Tyler Hero was in the get ready game, which was pretty hilarious. Um, but I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's just a show today. Um, a lot of hits, a lot of playing the hits yeah. you know, with questions and answers, <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, what about you? That actually might be my big takeaway. <laughs> I, 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 being part of a, a local contingent and, and seeing the big circus come to town for the first time, <laughs> you hear a lot of questions that were asked in October. Oh, and I gotta say, like, I don't. You're October not, of 2017. Yeah, you're not gonna catch me too often being very too sympathetic for the players and their interview duties. Handsomely compensated for their troubles, but this was one where I'm like, I bet it is tough to answer the same question 45 <laughs> times in a row. Well, Jeff Green got the, uh, you know, you've been in the league a really long really time. Long. You're so uh, old. You actually <laughs> were drafted by the Sonics. Yeah. Did, you, did you remember that? It's uh, always like when you have played for so many years, like you have. Like every question starts that way. And he's like, <laughs> when you were alive for the D Great Depression, was yeah. that? How are you able to still dunk at right. 35 <laughs> no, but years But you guys old. need to wait, 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 because there's something that you guys aren't thinking about. Um. How is it playing in altitude? Does that yeah, really yeah. affect you? I'm like, it's 2023. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it's everybody is, it's like, you ever go to like a mixer or something where, you know, you got to get to meet people. So you play the hits even about yourself or about oh, somebody yeah. else. Like, oh, so where did you go to school? Or, you know, yeah, how did you get do? into sports? Yeah. So and what do you just, do? You're like yeah. reaching. You're just fit. That's what everybody is right now as media members. They're like reaching like, okay, altitude. Like, does that lead us anywhere? Is yeah. It, you know, and they're just fishing. When did you I like, know Jamal uh, I like, back? Is it like? Is it great for you to be in the finals? Yeah, yeah, that one's a lot of fun. What does it mean? Is it? Is it pretty? Pretty exciting? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, that being said, my big takeaway for media day was I didn't know anyone there. Mm. I was so excited for today because I was like, oh man, like all the people you know, I loved to read and listen to and this or that. I was blown away that first of all, it was way smaller than I expected. I just expected it to be a madhouse where it was like fighting through traffic and this or that. Mm -hmm. Not as many people. And then on top of mm. that, it was. Uh, I think a lot of international, I mean, the international footprint was very noticeable, very huge, but just uh, maybe late arriving media contingent. I mean, is this an interesting enough finals to bring everybody to Denver for? It crossed my mind that that might be why I didn't see people I knew that they were just like, ah, we got Zoom. I mean, it did cross my mind, not going to lie. Like there weren't as many people there as I expected to be. Well. It kind of felt... There were definitely more people there than were there for the conference finals, but it didn't feel like it, it was a zoo or anything. Um, yeah, that, that thought just cropped into my mind. I don't know, man. This like kind of brings me back to high school, you know, high school dev. Uh, freshman <laughs> year, you go in, um, you're, you're going to go on the first day. You're excited to be there. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you don't know yeah. what to expect. We were all freshmen. That's, this on that is one. exactly it. The this other guys, they're, they're, they're upperclassmen. They're Dude, like, y'all we are going to hear today. about altitude. Y'all are going to do those yeah. things. They're not going to yeah. do a real practice. They've been there before. So they're like, we'll be there tomorrow when it really matters. So that's how I kind of um, imagine that to be. And painting a picture though of who has been dialed in for like a while on the there are some repeat faces that have been in yep. Denver and focusing on Denver for a while. Um, so that's you know, we do enough complaining. Other way, you know, you can tell who has found this team compelling, if you will, 
and has been here to tell those stories. I mean, even our guy Tony Jones, man, who's at the Athletic, we're talking to him a little bit today, and it, it, he's one of them. He's just like, yeah, man, this team's way better. Than I thought, like, I knew they were good, but I didn't know they were like this. Nicola, Michael Porter, all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. Shouts to those guys who, yeah, the ones that come here, because you could tell the guys that come here as if they're like, I can't believe they signed me Denver, blah blah. And the guys that come here and are kind of like, you know, this has been fun. This has been interesting. Or girls. Oh, guys or girls, guys or girls. Um, all right, well, let's get into some of the specifics of Media Day, though. Um, and actually, before we do, I want to have to make a quick announcement here. In the description of the show, we have two new YouTube channels. So you guys have been following us for a long time know we throw everything on the same YouTube channel. We're actually going to start mixing it up. We got our live shows are always going to be on our main channel. But we're going to also have a Clips channel, which you're not going to want to miss. I mean, how many people saw the Chris Dempsey interview from last week that we did on Denver Sports Podcast? Absolutely fantastic. Banger. Chris Dempsey, a, a, a pro's pro, and obviously covered Carmelo in the air. We talked about the Carmelo dynamic, and he was incredible. Me, D-Line, and, and Chris Dempsey, you might have missed it. So we have a new one, DNVR Clips channel, and we also have a, a DNVR on-site YouTube channel, which is going to be a lot of the stuff that... We did today interviewing, got an interview with uh, Tass Mellis. You got one of No Dunks, who we all love. And we also got one from uh, Jovic. Nikola I finally Jovic. got my one-on-one -on -one exclusive <laughs> with Nicola. Uh, so those will be going up <laughs> on our other ones. So again, if you like all of our content, we want to be a little bit more targeted about which audiences we're going to. You guys watching the show, I know you guys like everything. So go and like all three of those ones. You can do it now while you're listening to us. But let's get into some of the, the key like specifics from today. What do you want to start with this wind? Let's start with Nicole Jokic. And I think we talked about this on a show a couple days ago, but um, like one take I've heard from the national media who hasn't, you know, been around Jokic a lot, who hasn't been in Denver during the playoffs. The take is like, oh, he's actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was definitely funny in this presser. Um, he was asked about the Tim Duncan comparisons. Yeah. And he actually spoke about it a little more than I feel like I've ever heard him talk about it. And um, he goes, model my game after him? Probably. Uh, he's one of the best power forwards ever. He played with such an ease, Jokic said. I like that. I think he's a great player to look up to. So um, that's going to be a storyline. I love it. <laughs> Keep your eye on that. Um, he doesn't talk about other players like that very often. No, he doesn't. So. I mean, Tim Duncan's really the only one I've ever heard yeah. him talk about, like looking up to. Yeah, you know. Um, Are you sticking on Jokic? Yeah. Okay. Nikola Jokic was asked um, by a friend of the show, Matt Moore, who I think has asked him every year if he wants to admit that he's the Nuggets' best player. <laughs> and Nikola goes, "Sometimes I am, and sometimes I'm not, and I'm cool with that." Man, it's the right answer. I'm telling you, he's never lying and he's never being cheeky. Yeah. You know what? Like, he's just actually saying, yeah, sometimes I am, sometimes I yeah, 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 perfect. I think it's pretty easy to say, too, when you're that indifferent to it. Yeah, of course. You know, just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, Jamal talking about this series. Can I, can I, can I actually pause? I'm going to derail the show because we'll get to those, in, I think, in a second. Derail segment. it. I want to go, and I, and D line. You know, I want to hear him chime in on this, you know, on, on the show today. But this is my big take I've been saving that I was going to save till after the finals. But I'm going to go ahead and give it now because I actually think it doesn't matter. Are we sure Jokic can't be the face of this league? And when I say the face of the league, I mean, like, the, the guy that the NBA says this is the one that sells. Because right now, there's a narrative going around about, man, it can't be him. Because, and then you list off the reasons. He plays in Denver. He doesn't do media. He doesn't, there's not controversy around him. He's foreign. He doesn't even speak English. And I sit here and I go, 
this playoffs has been illuminating in how few people are actually watching Nicola. Yeah. And now that they are, so many are like, I had no idea he was funny. I had no idea he was this dominant. I had no idea he was this entertaining. He has highlight play. He's fun to watch. The Nuggets are fun to watch. And I'm sitting here going, all the things you say about, oh, he can't be the face of it, you're realizing none of that is true. And the last leg of this is the idea of, well, does he want it? Doesn't matter. Eric, this is Eric's point, so I'm hijacking it. Shohei Otani is the most famous baseball player in the world because he's dominant, because he plays interesting, and guess what? He barely speaks English and he doesn't nobody knows anything about his personality. It doesn't matter. He's so entertaining. And in fact, as Eric pointed out, it might actually be a feature, not a bug. It might actually be cool that we don't know anything about Nicola because in this day and age when we know so much about everyone, it might actually be kind of nice that the only thing we know about Nicola is that he's great at basketball and we can focus in on that. I look at this the last 8 weeks of coverage of media coverage, both good and bad, and I go and I look at the numbers you guys see on social media, Jokic, I think, is the third most viewed of like the, the, the Jokic highlights are getting the third most impressions of anybody in the NBA. I look at all this and I go, I think everyone's wrong and that the world at large is ready for Nikola Jokic because we all love him. Are we outliers? We're just regular people. I actually think he's way more marketable and has a chance to be the face of the league that the league didn't realize they needed. He's incredibly marketable. I've thought that for a while because he's actually incredibly interesting and incredibly compelling. He's just not compelling in the same way that a lot of guys are. You actually have to do a little work and do a little research to find out why he's interesting and find ways to make him the face of the league, which you know the league doesn't want to put in the work for that. But they might but not they need to, though. Here's That's my point, Harrison, is th there is this idea of we need to make the face of the league. We need to do this. That's show him on television. And I don't mean locally. I mean, show him on social media. Show the things that he does that are awesome. I think there's an appetite right, for it. But I totally agree. The only thing I was saying is that they haven't done that because that's not what they've had to do for any star right, in the past. Right. Jokic is just different in that respect. I absolutely agree. He could be the face of the league. I've said for a long time that Nikola Jokic is like everything that's right about basketball. It's everything that's right about the NBA. In a league that has a ton of just terrible aspects to it. He is, I think, like the shining star of the NBA, like in terms of his personality, how he is off the court, how he plays on the court, the unselfish style of basketball that he and therefore the Nuggets play. That should be the type of thing that the league latches onto and goes that and goes and says, yes, this is our guy. But the Spurs played unselfish. There's teams that have played unselfish. The and I think that's what people view them as like, oh, they're like the Spurs. It's a little boring. It's like, no, it's like Magic Johnson. It's more like Showtime Lakers, the way they play. They shared the ball, but it was awesome the way they did it. Dev, do you see what I'm saying here? And did you see it at all? No, that's why I was going to go last <laughs> on this because I think the answer is no. Um, but I, I think it's because of all those things that you said is why it's not. Um, America, they like reality TV. They like the drama. This is about entertainment. He's not an entertainer. They want to see the bad things happen. They want to um, have a story to, to run to um, and to talk about all the time because people don't want to just talk basketball. They want the, all the things about it. They want to see if you're arguing with teammates, um, if you're you know partying all the time and, and things like that. They love those type of things. John Morant's going to be big always because he brings those type of things. Jokic is now being... Um, you know, 
so much of a face right now because he isn't those things. He's a breath of fresh air. So it's like, okay, well, how can we try to find these type of things? Um, once they get rid of all of the the baby pictures of, of him being big and um, all those things, they're not going to have many things to talk about because he is so reserved. But they can talk about the basketball. They can talk about the fact that he's throwing no look passes. Yeah. That oh, he's no. scoring forty. How many times do people want to talk about that though? That's not the story. That's not the entertaining portions of it. So I think that's what makes it so tough um, to market him. And he does not want the attention. So he's not welcoming in um, more stories to come in. You're like finding little layers of him right now. How do we go through this, you know, this amount of times and seeing that Joker is jovial? You know, like that doesn't make sense. Like he's always told jokes when he started to come into the league, everything about it. But it's just that like they're fresh to it. So now it's like untapped conversation. Steph Curry wasn't the face of the NBA until he was. And he was because he was so undeniable and because the three-point shooting is the thing that everybody loves, and rightfully so. He's one of the most entertaining players of all time. But I just look at it and I go, they weren't looking for Steph Curry. They weren't looking for this mold of player. He's not necessarily controversial. No, he does do interviews. He's, he understands that like he has a role to play in a way that Jokic is sort of like not, not wanted to. But again, I maintain that Steph Curry is famous because every night you watch him play, you laugh. I think... I think there's some middle ground, and I think what you're talking about is starting to manifest a little bit. The NBA dropped an hour-long Jokic highlight reel on yeah, social media. Hour. An hour long. And as you were just saying, I think they are very pleasantly surprised to find out what an appetite there is for this stuff. Yep. People care. I'll push back a little bit. I do think Jokic's role in it matters. I do think, I do think it's easier to do this if he wants to. Um, I also don't want to pretend I have a full understanding of what he said yes to and what he hasn't, because I don't. I know in general terms, he's not as interested in being in American commercials and doing one-on-one -on -one ESPN interviews as some other NBA stars. That's always going to matter. That's always going to matter. Uh, and it might be, you know, like, okay, Shohei Otani, he's the cover athlete for MLB The Show 2023. Would Jokic say yes to that? I'm not sure, you know. Um, so there, there's, there's a little bit of he can help himself. It's not what he wants. But I agree with your point that people are learning right now we love to tell stories around these guys and about these guys. It is okay if the product itself is the selling point. That's this it. is one of the best players we've ever seen in a different way than we've ever seen. And that alone should be enough for a story. This is the thing about how this all works. Is And honestly, it's one thing to pat ourselves on the back. I think we get is that sometimes you just talk about the thing and that's the story that's it, yeah. and like we're just talking about it we don't have them to tell the story i don't have to all right you tell me your story and then i'll repeat it back to everyone and that's that's kind of the whole like he has to give him something maybe it's just watch him and then you come up with the story and the story can sometimes not even be about them there's the backdrop of it some of the best sports stories are that I just look at it and I go, to your point, I think there's a much bigger appetite for Nikola Jokic than people realize. Yeah. They haven't been given it because they're never shown. They never get to, to, to feature him, not the personality, the player. And it's and when cyclical. They, and when they see him, they're like, oh, my God, this is the most fun player in the NBA, which is something yeah. I keep hearing. And it's like, yes, that's correct. It's why you moved across the country. It's why we all obsess over this guy. And we just can't. I have a theory of everything when I do content. If I really, really like something... I can't be the only one on earth totally. that likes this. There's got to be other people. I really like Jokic. I like every second of basketball he's ever played is enjoyable to me, and I can't be the only person that feels that way. <laughs> Absolutely, man.
You know yeah. what I mean? You're right yeah. that it might not be the he's not might not be LeBron, but there's always like these secondary faces, and I think he can. But I like your point because he might I think, be a top five most entertaining player that people want more of. But I th- I like it because I think it's happening right now yes. in real time around us. And then the other thing too is Steph didn't give the NBA a choice. Right. You want to find a different face? Guess who's in the finals every year, dog? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm the face, and yeah. I listen. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Nuggets still have four wins to go to get there first. But if they they are positioned to be a threat in the West for a long time with him here. And if they keep doing this, the NBA is going to be like, oh, you know what actually does do numbers are those Western Conference Finals highlight reels. Let's run it back. But I do think there is a there is a meet in the middle, reach across the aisle thing that Jokic to some extent doesn't do. And that's just always going to be a big part of it. Yeah. He said that his, um, his idol was who? Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. Point, Not the face of the NBA. Great. All-time great. They won a bunch of times. They won a bunch of games. He's probably his idol for multiple reasons. <laughs> but that's also, that's a person that has, you know, he's been to the mountaintop. He's been at the, t- he's led right. them there. He's never been the face of it. And he was okay with that. I think that we have to be okay with it. You know, I'm, I am okay with it. I'm more, I'd say, again, I don't care. I just more the logic of it. And here's the thing. Have you ever watched a Tim Duncan highlight reel? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Because it's not fun. Is that's, a Jokic yeah, highlight real fun? Oh, it's fun. It's fun. That's the I difference. Get that. I get and, that. And I'm, that's my thing is Tim Duncan was a boring personality, unless you really knew, knew him personally or whatever, because people say he was actually really funny. But publicly, he was a boring personality, and on the court, he was a boring player. Jokic is a boring personality in that he doesn't share any of that with us. But he's a hell of a fun player, and I'm just saying that might be more important. Oh, of course it's more important. Yeah. I mean, how did Giannis become the face of the league? He was great first. By winning an MVP, two MVPs, then winning a championship. But also to what Vote was talking about, like Giannis is Jokic if Jokic like played the game. Yeah. You know? Giannis has some LeBron in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, But I don't don't know if I want Jokic to play the game like that. I don't either. (laughs) I don't either. I'm just saying he might be an example of an an athlete. And we might just be in a moment in time. Look, we've had reality. The internet has brought reality TV to 24-7 life. Social media has. And I just wonder if we're a little tired of it. I don't want to know as much as I know about John Morant or Kyrie Irving or any of these guys. I kind of wish I didn't know this much. And I just wonder if there's something a little quaint about Shohei Atani, Nikola Jokic, where we're like, we actually don't know anything about him. And so we can just talk about how dope yeah. it is that he throws no look passes. Each of them uniquely tremendous and great. Historically yeah. unique and awesome. And it might be and a moment in enough. time where it's perfect for that. Anyway, it was supposed to be an aside. I just wanted to. Well, I thought it was a good discussion, though. I enjoyed all points of I it. I agree. Well, the one thing Did I you? just want to say. <laughs> no, I do. Guys, I argue for my Are side. Are you sure? I argue for my side of the perspective, but I love when it's I, like, No, I liked yours, too, because I think to some of it is true. I just like it's interesting for <laughs> us to have this discussion because, you know, to, there's no one in the world that knows better than us that there is indeed an audience for just talking about Jokic's <laughs> yeah, basketball. So true. You know? We built a network off of it. Someone was arguing with me when I quote tweeted the Manix thing. They're like, do you really think there's an audience for that? Like, bro, I pay my bills that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I pay rent. Yes. Uh, definitely is. All right, let's take a quick break. We went long. We're going to get into some of the other Media Day stuff. Uh, the American Raptors, they play at Infinity Park. The DNVR Rugby Podcast, hit the subscribe button on that. That keeps you up to date on all American Raptors news and notes. It also keeps you locked into rugby across the country. If you want to go to an American Raptors game at Infinity Park, tickets are just $10. Children 12 and under are free. You can't make it. You can watch all the American Raptors matches live on ESPN+. Plus, We have watch parties from time to time here at the bar for American Raptors games. 
And again, make sure to keep it locked to the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Subscribe to that to keep up with the American Raptors and rugby uh, throughout the state and country. Uh, game time. Game time is the best place to get tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever you need. Um, if you download the game time app and use code DNVR, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. All you got to do is download the game time app, create an account, use code DNVR, get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but that's all you got to do. Uh, download the game, game time app, use code DNVR for $20 off. If you need tickets to concerts, shows, sporting events, the NBA finals, use the game time app game time is the place for last minute ticket deals they got these great last minute price drops so if you're procrastinating over if you want to go to a game just check the game time app right before tip off right before a show starts there's a really good chance that they had a huge last minute price drop on game time so make sure to download the app create an account use code dnvr for 20 dollars <laughs> off your first purchase and we got to talk about the game time game of the week as well. And uh, the game of the week is tomorrow. It's game one of the NBA finals. And, you picked a um, good one. I didn't know which game you were going to go with. If you go on the game time app right now, you can get How low a are the prices? VIP courtside okay. row PCS. Is I don't that, even know it? what that means. What does oh, row PCS yeah, mean? He knows. Hold on. Row oh, PCS. Courtside dev, man. That's on the court. <laughs> I think, touching I think your feet might be on the court <laughs> yeah, for you're this touching one. it. <laughs> If Jeff Green fouls out, you're in the game. So that's how close it is. Uh, you can get one ticket to game one, courtside, $27,325. That's it. <laughs> that is the most expensive ticket for game one. That's the most expensive ticket, I would guess. $27,325. I think your feet are on the court with that ticket. I wonder what the I, like up against the, the glass was last year for the Stanley Cup. There's finals. no way it was that much. I'll tell you that. <laughs> $30,000 for a courtside uh, ticket. Man. The get-in price, I actually think the get-in price is dropping. Uh, $531 is the cheapest ticket on the game time app right now. That is section 366 row eight. I love it. But $531 gets you in. <laughs> That's insane. I wouldn't pay it, but <laughs> hey, man, why not? I would love to be able to pay it. Ten dollar yeah. cover charge at the DNVR bar comes with a beer. Yeah, it comes with a beer. <laughs> there you go. It comes with a beer. All right, we good? Yes. All right, let's get into it. So you were about to say with Jamal Murray. Yeah, the quote I got from Jamal Murray is he was talking about Nuggets and Heat, and he said, "I think these last two teams remaining have the most chemistry within each other." I think he was talking about out of any you know two teams in the league. Mm. And like, there's so many similarities between the Nuggets and Heat in that respect. I think that's what Jamal was hitting at. Just He's the right. chemistry, you know, the teamness of both these teams is is there. The culture is there with both these teams. Malone has played the respect card yesterday. One thing I wish he would have said, I wish he would have been like, you know, I think the NBA is lucky to have these finals. I That's think that would have been saying. a banger line. Like oh. everybody's like, how unlucky is he? I, mean, I think he should have played the Bruce. Tell tell him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Porter here was just speaking really highly of Nikola Jokic. Um, I think he was asked if there's one word he could use to describe him, and he said consistent. And then Michael Porter also <laughs> said, "I enjoy Nikola's humility and selflessness on and off the court." <laughs> this is like a question for me personally do you guys think that something changed with like the the porter family like lately with Jokic? like something happened no i feel like 
they're like way more open about their love for Jokic um, as of late. So I don't, I don't know where, where that comes well, from. Well, Mike finally figured out that he's good. Yeah. <laughs> he figured <laughs> out he's better than Mason Plumlee? Yeah. Has Scott anyone seen the J.J. Redick pod today? Did he call Jokic a top three player in the league? I'm, oh, cu- I'm curious. Oh, man. Just um, stirring up controversy just over kidding. here. I'm the just other kidding. thing is he, that Michael Porter's his guy. Like, what are yeah. you doing oh, I'm, just, I'm just joking. <laughs> I actually think it's hilarious how Mike is like, hey, Mike, how's Jokic? What's it like playing with Jokic? And he's like, yeah, he's definitely a little bit better than Plumley. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go away from that. You're doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was hilarious. Uh, one other thing from Mike, he was talking about. Um, somebody brought this up. There's a player who like goes back and watches his own highlights to get his confidence up. I totally forget who that was, but um, this all play- of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but MPJ said, "I don't really ever need to get my confidence up. It stays with me." He said, I like watching my mistakes more than my highlights. Thought that was interesting. Uh, that's how you learn, bro. It's that's also how you learn. Horrible for your confidence. Imagine if you just watched a low light reel well, of yourself. Malone, ma- Malone makes him do <laughs> Malone it. Malone makes it. He's like, hey, you I got to do a low light right Don't leave reel. the closet yeah. until. Um, there was a great moment. I tweeted it out um, where Michael Malone was talking about Nikola Jokic and how he. You know, he approaches everything with class and unselfishness and goes about everything the right way. And Jokic is just sitting on a stool right to his <laughs> right as Malone is talking about this. <laughs> it was just a hilarious scene. It's it's like the opposite of uh, Stan Van Gundy when he was ripping Dwight Howard and Dwight Howard was yeah. like there and was, gave him a hug. Yeah. It's like the opposite of that. Yeah. And then Michael Malone said, um, right now, I think our offensive rating is the best ever for a team in the finals. That's pretty cool. Did he say, I think so? Yeah, he I knows, love it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, because he knows for I sure. I think I saw those stats somewhere. Uh, and the I think p- we rank somewhere around number one all time. Yeah. My favorite, I think, ever, it was Bryn Forbes. He goes, my career three-point percentage, I think it's like 42.7. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looked that up five minutes ago. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. I love that Malone is citing his offensive rating, though. Um, We were talking about this. Malone should have leaned into being an offensive genius and an offensive (laughs) wizard, man. We heard from Aaron Gordon, KCP, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. I thought they were all great. They were all great. Well, Bruce was especially great. I mean, he had, (laughs) I think, the best media session out of anybody today. He really did, man. He really did. Uh, I thought this was really interesting from Aaron Gordon. He was asked a question. uh, A reporter had reached out to one of Aaron's old coaches. And they talked about a bad habit Aaron has of overworking. And Aaron talked about that. And he said, that was a real thing for me. Overworking to the point of diminishing returns, entering a game a little banged up. Uh, And he said, I like the way he framed it. He said, I finally learned how to take the needle off that broken record. Uh, Dude, he's that sneaky good at that. He is, yeah. He's actually sneaky good at little phrases and stuff. Well, we know he has that really extensive post-practice shoot-around routine that he goes through. He is a really hard worker. He actually went on to say it's his goal always to be the hardest worker on the team, but that's really, really difficult on this team. Like, we have a lot of guys that work hard. Uh, But I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Talked about how awesome it is to reunite with Jeff Green in Denver now, get to know each other as players. They played together back in Orlando. Uh, Talk about just... They did? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? No, they that. played together in Orlando. And now here they are in a, I didn't either, actually, in a very, very different, <laughs> different situation together. Um, so I think I think they're both really excited to be teammates again, but in this context. By the way, Aaron Gordon says Jeff 
text him words of like encouragement and stuff before games. Like he'll text him stuff. So I, I love when these little details come out about the vets and some of the different the things they do so behind the scenes. Team. It's clearer than ever what the value is to a contender to have those guys around. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope said it was really cool to win the Western Conference Finals, but this thought of winning the first ever title for the Nuggets is what's really, really exciting. Being a part of history, bringing the first one home here in Denver, the excitement and everything else, it should be 10 times bigger. I love this quote because I remember you asking the question of really early in the season, you know, how quickly would we start to think of KCP as a nugget uh, and not just a new one or a mercenary? That's a fun one to reflect on because he just seems so all in. I'm going to go ahead and say it. KCP and Bruce Brown, both to me, like Bruce might only be here one year. To me, he's like an all-time nugget. I know, you know, man. like he'll be a guy that if I they just, win it, yeah. if they win it, especially of course, yes. But he'll be a guy that I'll just be like, you know, twenty years from now, I'll be like, what was he here four or five years? You know what I mean? Like you'll remember <laughs> right. so much more about him that it'll even feel right. bigger. Right. He gets For honorary sure. life lifetime. Nugget. Calvin Booth knows how to identify a Denver Nugget. He really <laughs> does, man. Yeah. I also love that. I love remembering that KCP's extended. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that's great stuff, man. Um, oh, Bruce Brown also talked about Jeff Green's influence, particularly in getting him to Denver. And right. he said uh, verbatim, he said, I do not know if I would be here without Jeff. I almost asked it right away. It might be better for after the finals, especially if they win. I'm really curious, man, if winning with this group, with these vets, these NBA vets, going on this kind of a run if it's the kind of thing that might start to change the tide, just of, of guys being like, that's a great place to end up. That's a great place to be. Uh, Je just It's just interesting to me, you know, Jeff and Bruce, not that long ago, the kind of guys that seem to be in the traditional NBA circles and not the Denver yeah. Nuggets thing. And it's just kind of cool to think of Jeff getting here, love being here, and recruiting guys to come be a part of it. I mean, I don't know how you would not want to come here. You get paid after putting up career numbers next to Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Not that much media attention. Cool city. It good could, weather. It could become the best bet on yourself location in the league. Yeah. Man. Come take an exception deal. Play with Jokic. Go get that contract somewhere else. Um, whether Bruce stays or leaves, by the way, I, I feel the same way. I'm almost like, I hope he gets that bag, you know, because he's earned it. I want yeah, him to stay. Has, I want him to it, yeah. stay. But just like, it's just really cool that he came here and did it, uh, did it all the right way. Um, I just hope you know what I hope he stays here on the cheaper deal and the Cronkies cut him off some of the land they have in Montana. Yeah, yeah. I think he would probably like that. Bruce, you seem His like a ranch. You seem like a ranch yeah. fella. Yeah. yeah. Like also, I like this from Bruce, the idea of, of uh, the opportunity to win in Denver. He said, "The last time I won something, I was in high school." Yeah, I love that line. I kind of Loved forgot it, to think about what that's like for these guys when they reach the final level. So much talk about Christian Brown, who wins at every level. Yeah. About a guy like Bruce, who we know is a literally insane competitor uh just being at the precipice of, of greatness here it's just so cool to think that insane competitor he's competing with me and that's the best one uh, if you missed it to start the show bruce brown ended his presser there were no questions left he pointed at right at adam and said i'm six four by the way i love it six four baby six four um anything from jeff green i actually missed that one um, I thought Jeff Green was actually the most reflective he'd kind of been Sick. to this point. Perfect. I know it's because kind of, to Dev's point, a lot of the questions were the same, but he was gracious enough and it was like really into it. So I just thought that, uh, you know, he had some of that talking about his relationship with Aaron Gordon and, and, and all of those things, which again, something nobody had brought up. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just thought he was also, you know, somewhat interesting. Um, anything else to wrap up the media day portion? 
Real oh. fast, uh, Ish Smith, um, he had some bangers. Did he? Oh, of course. He had some bangers. Um, I mean, he talked about Jamal Murray. He said that like his like progression um, is a, just a testament to all of his hard work. He said that Jamal is like one of the first guys in. He does another portion like when everybody leaves where he comes back um, to work out. Like he is uh, a hard worker, one of the hardest workers in all of the teams that he's played on. Think about that. 45 teams that he's been <laughs> on. And, and, and he's one of the hardest workers. He also said that the league does not have many um, true point guards. He just doesn't feel like they have them. He said that Jokic is, uh, I mean, Denver has one in the 7 1. Yeah. So that's like pretty crazy for him. He also had a, a banger of an analogy. He said banger. that um, Jokic has the playmaking of, of Dirk. He has the. Um, the shot making of Dirk. Yeah, sorry. The shot making of Dirk. He has the rebounding of, of Zebo. Um, and then he has the, the passing of uh, Sabonis and Envelati. So like he did his homework. The greatest player of all time. Yeah, right? I love this. He, he did some he did some homework um on He's that. selling him a little short in some areas, I think. <laughs> might be might be a better rebounder than Zebo. Yeah, Zebo was um, a good rebounder. He just doesn't jump is what he Then meant. then we heard from Christian Brown. It was Christian Brown and Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson they asked the exact same question over and over. How does it feel to be back in Colorado? He's he's heard that. He's heard it a well, he, that. he hasn't heard it since his introductory press conference. Yeah. He might have <laughs> been dreading this more than anyone. Like, I know exactly what, how this is going to go. Oh, he knew. And then he was like, you know, because they were like asking him, how's it feel to finally be in the finals? And he's like, this is my second time being in the finals. So it was like, you know, some of the same. But Ready? Christian Brown said that, uh, like, I mean, he, he said the same things that he does with the, like, just what he brings to the, the table um, and just the hard work. But he also said that... Um, He's won at every single level. This would be the biggest one for him. This is the biggest um, win, which is crazy to me just because I feel like at the national, like at college level, I feel like that is like a big one for a lot of people. I mean, I feel like they're the stars to, usually. Yeah, always. exactly. So yeah. and he was the guy, you know, right. so that just makes it different. But he said that like they have not they have not earned anything. They have not they have not won anything until they right. win that. And that's the biggest one for him. Um, which is on the other side of things. Usually everybody's talking about how he's the only one that has won anything. And now he's like, no, but I want this one, even though he's not like a big part of, um, you know, if they win or not. I think he wants it just so he can keep being called a winner. <laughs> I love this. Bruce is 6'4", and Jokic is now 7'1". <laughs> like, we're just, hey, man. Yeah, I'm 6'2", also. <laughs> Same. Was it um, was it Vlaco that I think one year his measurements were like way off? They had him like four inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> he was though. Yeah, I think we were talking about him one year. It's like he's basically seven feet tall. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was media day. It was interesting. Um, it is going to be a circus. The last note: tent, tent city outside of uh, Ball Arena. A bunch of tents. Oh my god the the media workroom is in a tent outdoors. Pretty warm. Pretty warm out well, there. Well, until it started raining. We'll call I was the, like, yeah. is this thing waterproof? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was also thinking it's probably going to be pretty cold at night there, too, after a game. Oh, nah, it's warm. This time of year, it feels great outside. I don't know, man. Kinda, <laughs> it's kind of hit or miss. It could be pretty chilly. It's kind of funny, though. All right, let's take, a, let's take a break. On the other side, last time to preview. I mean, tomorrow's obviously the game. Let's look at some stats. I want to see what some statistical outliers we might get this year. Who wants year. to look at graphs while having a hoop <laughs> Uh, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Make sure you got some Breck Brew chilling in the fridge for game one tomorrow and make sure to pick up some Mile High City Golden Ale if you can find it. I've heard it's tough to find. Uh, if you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. You just type in your zip code. It tells you exactly where to get Breckenridge Brewery no matter where you are. 
We show you where the closest spots are to you. If you're local, stop into the DNVR bar. If you're coming for game one, a quick reminder though, there is a $10 cover to get into the DNVR. It's kind of a cover for the finals. It's a $10 cover, but you get one free Breck brew with that entrance fee. Um, that's for the finals. It's going to be packed. It's going to be a party here. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you're coming to the DNVR bar. Also, all the people, we have a bunch of people flying in from out of the country, out of the state for this these finals. Saturday, DNVR bar, 6 o'clock. We're going to be having a little party here, a little yeah. get-together. We'll all be here uh, and a chance for everybody to kind of meet Nuggets Nation and get to know each other. So it should be fun, uh, fun hangout on Saturday. Absolutely. Also, Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. Uh, check out Ivy Nutrition. They're at the corner of Alameda and Downing. Anyone who mentions DNVR when they pop into Ivy Nutrition gets 50% off their first Ivy Nutritional That's Drip. Crazy. This would be great to schedule now, maybe after game one or maybe before game two. Uh, just schedule that right now so you're good to go. You're good to go for the weekend in the first two games of the finals. Uh, the Wash Park location of Ivy Nutrition, corner Alameda and Downing. They've got a lot of other services as well wellness blood testing and consultations intermuscular injections and vitamin formulas they got a bunch of different types of drips that they do uh, mention dnvr get 50 percent off your first iv nutritional drip give them a call 720-259-4404 all righty we're back here segment three um so the final starting tomorrow we've been previewing these uh, you know in various ways with different people for the last couple of days but i want to look at some statistics here and we're gonna play. Start by doing a little bit over under. Okay. And we're gonna make it easy by just going off of the averages. Are these numbers going up or are they going down? For starters, Nikola Jokic is at twenty nine point nine points. Is that number gonna be higher or lower in, in the, the final? <laughs> Whoa, man! I'll go. I, I, this could easily be down. Who went down? Dev. Thirty's a lot. 30 is a lot, and I think that is going to be more so. They're going to try to get the ball out of his hands. They're not just going to okay. just let um, Adebayo just be getting cooked the entire time, or they're going to get beat to sleep every single time. So I do think that they're going to give him a lot of different looks. I don't think that he's going to score as much, or it's going to be asked upon him to score as much. So he'll be able to get it done in different ways. I, I, you, you might be right that they just end up trying to double. I will say, I, we've always said forcing Jokic to score a bunch is the best way to beat him, to beat the Nuggets. But if you you still have to be able to slow him, and you're right that this might be one of those matchups where it's like, yeah, that's not you can't slow him enough. <laughs> like, if you play him one-on-one -on -one and just stay home, you don't want the shooters get going. Jokic will be ready for that, man, because I just think he scores on Bam. How many points did Jokic average in the Minnesota series? I don't know. I think it was his lowest, 27? Right. 26? It, it has been his lowest of you know these series, and I think Minnesota defended him the best that any team has so far this year in the playoffs. I agree with Dev. Like, they're going to throw a lot of looks at him. They're going to double-team him. They're going to front him. They're going to try to make other guys beat them. Beat. I just don't think it's going to matter. I think he's going to just score 30 points. Um, I was listening into Cody Zeller's media session, and I'm like, this dude's not stopping you. <laughs> I just think he's going to score 30-plus a game in his sleep. Did we even see Bam today? I don't think so. Interesting. He wasn't there at all. Like, I didn't even see him, like, get shots up when the... I didn't notice that I didn't see him, but now that you say it, I think you're right. I, think I saw him. I did see him in the arena, though. I mean, I, I saw him, like, walking in the, yeah. in the tunnel. I just... I stared Cody Zeller up and down, and I'm like, nah. So 26 points per game, 26.2 in the first round. 
34.5 in the second, 27.8 in the third. Now, we know why the numbers go up. Why Jokic will probably score around 28 points, in my opinion, every game. Why were they up so high in, game, in round two? He had a 53-point game. Yep. Weighs everything up. I just think he has one game, maybe two in the series, where he puts up 40. That's what I'm And then the rest of the time, he's probably at 27, like kind of like average. But if they try, if they say, hey, we're trying different things and they're we're going single coverage here, I just think he's, he's going to go off. I mean, like, you, you can try so many different things, but it's just like the big men that the Heat can even play this series are Bam, Kevin Love, and Cody Zeller. I know, man. Their next tallest guy is like Caleb Martin at 6'7. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just the facts. Uh, 13.3 rebounds per game. 13.3? I actually feel better about this than I do the points. That's just such a high number. Can I tell you guys why? Yeah. Miami, their offense is not necessarily great. I will say, here one thing about the numbers that we're not capturing in. slow. They play slow and Denver plays slow. So the numbers might all be a little bit lower than we expect. But the rebounding to me is the one area where I'm like, ah, he might just be eating up. There's no re- prime rebounding over there. He might just be getting so many defensive boards. Yeah. It is true. I just uh, I, I put into account, I've seen Miami, when they lose, they lose bad. So, like, Jokic <laughs> might be able to sit um, in some of those games where he's yeah. not going after it as much. But also that pace is just so slow that he either, like, he's just going to have to grab every single rebound that they have. It's going to be in a half-court set which we know MPJ grabs some of those, and half-court guards are able to get in there, so I don't see it as much as the other um, series. He could juice that in Game 1, because I am predicting a Nuggets blowout win in Game 1. Really? Well, they've blown out two of their Game 1s so true. far. Against the Lakers, it should have been a blowout, they so the were Lakers made it close. I'm predicting another blowout tomorrow in Game 1, and I think, he could get a lot of rebounds. <laughs> I think those are strong arguments. I think all those dynamics are present. I, this is just on principle. It's just an insane number. He's going to average 14 rebounds a game in the finals. I'm not saying he can't. I just, to me, no, he absolutely can do that, to yeah. be clear. But I'm just, to me, I'll just go down just because it's already so high. I don't know. All right. Oh, sorry. Apparently, Caleb Martin's 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five, yeah. So, I, we're being we're, particular about heights on this yeah. episode, so I just uh, want to get that right. Let's do triple doubles now. Three and a half triple doubles. He has negative value to average one. Right. Three and a half triple doubles in the series. You going over or under? I think he's going to average one, but I'm going under. Man, go this over. is so tough. I bet he gets four triple doubles in this series. I'm going to go over two. Four triple doubles. He's going to yeah. get one every game. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be four, four of them. them. <laughs> you think? He'll get five of them. Five of them. I think he'll get four of them. <laughs> he changed his answer in a way you might not have suspected. The thing about him averaging one is like somewhere in there, there will be a Sambor double, and then the other one will just be like 30. He don't get those anymore. 15. I know, the game, game one, he'll score 40. They'll make the Rui slash Caleb Martin adjustment. There you go. Game two, he'll go for 15 assists. That's it. It'll balance itself out. Yeah. All right, Jamal Murray, let's go with his jersey number, 27 points per game. <laughs> That'd be, that's his number? 27. That's, that's his average, I'm saying? For the playoffs, though, no, I just said I went with his oh, jersey okay. number. Well, let's go. His, hold on. His average for, this, for the playoffs is 28, actually. Oh, just kidding. 27. Oh so we'll do 27.7. That's his average. We going over or under? I guess he did average. That is so insane. I'll really? Over. Wow. I'm the only one under. Um, the only way I feel like none of these hit is if the Heat just drag the pace down and there's just not as many possessions. 
Like, Jamal should absolutely eat this series. I agree. With the type of defenders they have. Yeah, also, they're just... You can't do it like you can't just double Jokic the entire time if it's a lot of handoffs to to Jokic. And also, I think that he's going to have his three point shot going more than the other series because it is going to be half court sets. It is going to have you know the drop off that he does where he just knocks him down. Also, he finally does not have to get like a a crazy good defender that's just like really like like pestering him the entire time. So I do think that he'll be able to get himself going. And also, he's so much bigger than um, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, Jamal Murray's like six four. Thinking about the rest thing. Thinking about the rest thing. <laughs> um, on one hand, I think it's huge because he looked like he needed it. He was so tired. On the other, Nuggets Twitter did point out to me, uh, extra rested Jamal, typically not a great player. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out where he's at in game one. All jokes aside, I'm actually going to switch mine to up. He was so good in that Lakers series. I think there is a, a confidence corner turned right now where I don't think he's praying for any buckets. I think he's putting them all up and thinking they're all dropping. He's not even sick anymore. He, um, yeah. He's, yeah, he's over the anymore. ear infection. Ear <laughs> infection's done. You guys want to hear crazy stuff? Actually, maybe it's not so crazy. Can you rank the top three series in points per game scoring of Murray's career? Just off the top of your head, what do you think number one is? The Lakers. Lakers. Western Conference Finals. This last one? Yeah. He had two 50-point games against Utah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Lakers. It's the Lakers series. Yeah. He had two 50-point games against Utah. And He's yet he more like averaged more points per game in the Lakers series than he did in the yeah. Utah's so number two. He averaged 32.5 a game in that series. The, he averaged 31.5 in the The bubble Utah run one. is sneaky more about huge peaks than yeah. it was about the actual yeah, best Yeah, he actually basketball. had a couple of terrible games against Utah. Right. And, and the Lakers series, he kind of fell game off, Game two too. and three? No, game one, he had a, 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 the last a lot, I think. Yeah, I think game two and three. Oh, game two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then his third best scoring uh, series was the first round, 27 a game. So, you know. Tw- against Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Against Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong on the scoring. All right, let's do this one. Jamal Murray, 40 and a half points, single game high in this series. 30 and a half? 40 and a half. Oh, 40 and a half. I think I'm going up on everything. Um. It's a lot of points. So you, th- you think he has like a 45-piece in him? I do. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. He's got one one crazy game. A monster game, too. Game four. Well, this, this finals MVP might be interesting, then, if you I get one of those. Dude, that too. flyer, it's like, obviously, it's probably Jokic, but it, the odds are so juicy on Jamal, dude. Well, Malone today, actually. Maybe Malone's got a flyer on it. Malone today was like, I know Nikola Jokic won MVP of the Western Conference Finals, and he was a deserving MVP, but Jamal Murray also had a great series. I love that. If it's not Yoke, my next guess would be Jamal. Like, I think Nuggets are winning this series. Could be wrong. Uh, it's worth it, man. The odds are real juicy. Malone loves awards. You know, he always brings them up for everybody, including his own team. And then I love, and I, listen, Malone's, Malone is on an untouchable run right now, sitting in his throne. But I love, too, how... Like two or three months later, he'll be like, and I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stop don't asking care me. about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 41% from three. That's what he's averaging in the playoffs. Oh, in the, come on, dude. The playoff. Come on. Are they going zone? <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? I'm with you. This might be a great three-point shooting, shooting series zone? for him. The thing about Mike's playoffs is that we expect every single shot to go in. Yeah. So at various points, you go, man, he's really struggling from deep this playoffs. And you just check the numbers at any point. Not true. 
like 41 percent on high i, I watched shoot around today um during the media session or the shoot around session deandre jordan nobody in front of him knocking them down dude he was locked in he imagine is, what it looks the, like it's um highest percentage three-point shooter oh, on the for season. sure i remember that but imagine <laughs> what it looks like with uh mpj having six six guys on him six four yeah. guys on him Six gotta five, same, Caleb Martin. Got to be the same type of looks where he's just shooting, just what, shooting. What about Michael Porter? I mean, I don't even know what to set this at, but let's say twenty five points over under his high in the series. Averaging? No, no, no. His, his high. Oh. I mean, he doesn't have that many like explosive games. We can't keep going over on everyone. I'm going under. Yeah, I guess under. It's more. It's you know it's, what? If I'm going over, so it's about I can't go over on everyone. The Porter quarter has to be big enough. That's all, because he's just not going to get four quarters of we're feeding Mike. So he shot just for the record, forty-two and a half percent, forty-two point four percent in round one, thirty-seven point eight in round two, forty-two point four again in round three. So talk about consistent. I had the same percentage in two series. Pretty high volume. Aaron Gordon, I like this one. Points per game, thirteen point oh, up or down for him? Let's go up. I go down. Just because I'm not going to get a chance to do this with Aaron, otherwise, you know. I'm going up. I actually think he eats in the series. He could. He absolutely could. I think the Heat are going to have to try a bunch of different things. One of those games, they're going to try small, just to be like, all right, well, we haven't tried this yet. And I think he has 20 in the first half in that game. Do you have a prediction for who the Heat start tomorrow? I predict they go back to Kevin Love. I predict they start Kevin Love. Kevin Love got the C room today. Like they had the two rooms, the A room for the stars, the B room for the secondary stars, and then the everybody else. He was out on the court. Yeah. They didn't see much of him in their last series. They're like, why would he play? I think he is going to play, though. <laughs> should, should we talk about that? Who was actually available for media and who wasn't? Who wasn't? Oh, well, geez. There it, was two nuggets. It's it just yeah. funny. Like, I don't know There's how. There's three nuggets. I don't know how it works or whatnot, but I think it's like. 12 guys yeah. that are available. So naturally, you know, there's 17 guys on a roster. The two two-way guys don't have media sessions. Also, no Zeke, no Vlatko, no Piwat, um, no Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. I just, I wonder how... No Vlatko, no Zeke. That so. was chosen where Ish Smith did get a podium. Ish Smith <laughs> got the podium. It's just funny. DeAndre Jordan got a podium. To be honest with you, I wonder if just like all the national and international media, I wonder if it was just like people know Ish Smith. I think that's it. They yeah. don't know Vlatko. They don't know Z. I do think that's Thomas it. Bryant is the shocker for me, though, in that series. Like in that one. I know. The Bam Adebayo Scout Team Center. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Keep the secrets uh, close to the chest. Yeah. yeah. Last one. Bruce Brown. Six, three and a half. <laughs> This is way over. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm going I, over. I think he might be closer to six five than six four. Even It'll going way over. He's dead. <laughs> Dev's still four. going down. <laughs> hey, Bruce, it's Dev, not me, man. I see. I him. got you. I got you. You looked him in the eye. Look, the thing is, this is why he gets all the credit that he gets. He's stepping out on centers and he's doing that. You want to be a badass? You got to show that you're pound <laughs> for pound. Yeah, the be the better. One. What guy has ever like? Made himself smaller. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Kevin Garnett. Exactly. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. All Kevin the Kevin Durant. Yeah. Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> You're right. It's only the tall guy. Bruce Brown's like, I'm actually only 5'9", but I, I guard think, centers. Do you think he was rooting for the Celtics? I mean, he has so the Miami connection, to the too. That's I think true. he was saying, though, that, like, as he said today, even, he played, you know, obviously in Miami, goes and trains there. So, you know, he'll have an opportunity to see those yes, guys. I'm actually so. mostly just kidding. But I am curious... How much fandom survives once you make the NBA? Does any part of you still care about your childhood 
Because right. he's from Boston. I'm sure it does. All right, let's take a break on the other side. A couple quick super chats and a couple things to tie a bow on this before we head off to the finals. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays, they're going to hook you up. They got you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Uh, they have the Memorial Day sale going on. Today is the last day, Memorial Day sale. Um, live right now. I think it ends today, though. Go to ShadyRays.com. Get 35% off all sunglasses. That's the Memorial Day sale. It ends today. Runs through the 31st. Try yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. If you don't get in on that sale, you can use code DNVR. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's at ShadyRays.com. Um, also, if you are a DNVR diehard, we talk about the perks to memberships a lot. You get content behind the paywall. You get deals on merchandise. You also get free entry into the DNVR bar for finals games. So we were talking about that earlier. It's a $10 cover, but you get a free Breck Brew for everybody. If you're a diehard member, free Breck Brew, free Breck Brew, free Breck Brew, you get them for free. There you go. So that's just another perk. The signing up to become a diehard, you can do that at the DNVR.com. Alrighty. Um, last one here I got for you guys with these over-unders. Christian Brown, how many minutes would you guess he played last round, vote? If I just told you total? Total? Like 25 to 30? 20. Yeah. He played 20 minutes. I'm going to set the line at 25. That was a four-game series. I'm going to set the line at 25 minutes for Christian Brown in the NBA Finals. I think he plays more in this. Me one. too. I just I went over on literally everything. He had I'm 80, gonna go under. 85, I think, <laughs> in round one. 60-something in round two. 20 in the third. I'm going to go under. Um, you and, and Dev. It, it really might depend on how he does in, like, game one. Like, game one's massive for him. Because, like, by the end of that Lakers series, this was a seven-man rotation, you know. I think Michael Malone goes to that earlier in the series if Christian Brown doesn't look like he has it. Yeah. With the extra rest in between games, I just think we might see just only seven guys. Dev, you also go under? Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going under just because, I mean, rookies don't play in the, the finals. Also, uh, this is going to be like a slower-paced series. Um and it, it's do or die. So um, I feel like Denver has the guys that can guard Jimmy Butler. So, like, what are you going to need him for? Um, so I, I just don't see him playing as much. Didn't Tyler Hero play in the finals for you? Wasn't it in – didn't he play in the finals? In the bubble? Who was it? There was like, I thought it was Tyler Hero. I can't remember who it was. As yeah. a rookie? Yeah. That might be right. Uh, that's that's was, it was a big deal that he might have been. Playoff yeah, because I thought it was that like a big right. deal yeah. that he was playing. That was big the bubble, minutes. though. That was fake. That's true. Yeah. Yo, yo. Something though, Someone said that in a question today. No way. To KCP. He was like, I, I know you guys won like a title, but it was like in the bubble. <laughs> now that you're here, I swear to God, in the real finals. <laughs> I love, was it Vic Lombardi? <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, like it was a, a, he's a Miami fella. He's a Miami uh, fella. I just thought it was crazy. I'd be like, KCP's hilarious. like, that's the ring I won, bro. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I, I thought it was real. He didn't say that. I love that it was a Miami guy. I feel salty, though. It actually feels like uh, it, it had some like, I was like, yeah. whoa, wow. All right, we got a couple super chats. People super chatting on an off day. Joe Clem 15, Jokic equals humble role player mind in a superstar body. Yeah, kind of on the last part. That's the best part, though. 
Eddie Estrada. Been listening to Adam since stiffs. I'm so happy this crew exists and we get to celebrate these nugs. I'm happy this crew exists too, man. This stuff it's a is fun, so fun team. Yeah, man. What do they say? What was uh, KCP talking about? It's fun to play. It's a fun team to play on. Yeah, it is. You know, solo shows make one person happy, but group podcasts, <laughs> I mean, they make everyone but Eric happy. Cam Buckets, prepare the broom. It's going to be a sweep. Man, broom, we broom, are broom, feeling broom. ourselves, man. It all gets started tomorrow, guys. I can't Denver believe Nuggets it. To get, I mean, this has been the weirdest break ever. It's been so long. It really has. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, the NBA Finals. Oh, Jeff, that was one of Jeff Green's lines. He did say something. He's like, I looked. He's when the Celtics won Game Six. I went to my wife and I said, "Feels like we're not even in the playoffs anymore." Right. (laughs) At a certain point, you've just been watching so many games that you're like, "We're not even." Are we part of this thing or not? Uh, Tomorrow, it all starts, man. I'm so excited for it. It's gonna be. um, It's gonna be an exciting and emotional one, and I feel good about our Nuggets. I really do. I feel good about their chances in Game One. I feel good about them. But it all comes tomorrow. I will say, game one has been important. To your point, three blowouts. Miami's been a game one uh, beast as well. And so Denver Lakers. has not lost at home yet. If you're Miami, game one, I, th- I just feel like that's one where Jimmy Butler, that's a guy that knows there's messages that get sent. That'd be a big message. I don't know Massive. that they're going to empty the chamber in game one, but you know that it'd be a big one for them to make a statement in. Absolutely. You think it's too early for the Martin adjustment? <laughs> the Caleb adjustment. We just gotten How, so spicy, dude. I know. I, <laughs> Do you think the, they go to that in the fourth quarter? The of game best one? way tomorrow can go is Denver gets a good twenty-something point lead. There is a, a with the funniest possible adjustment. Caleb adjustment. The Caleb adjustment, <laughs> and it's just like, hey man, I think they really found something. It would be the best. By the way, you thought I was nervous against Boston. What happens if the Nuggets lose to an Eastern Conference team? Wind has to like quit. Why? Wind has to retire. Wind has, spent, Wind has spent three years taking the funniest shots at the entire have, Eastern Conference yeah. I've ever heard. It's overrated. <laughs> it's just not good. We'll find out tomorrow. Everybody, don't forget, really do us a favor. We have a new TikTok channel, DNVR underscore clips, where you're going to see all the clips of our show. Sometimes you miss a show from across the network. You go there, I'm telling you, they're edited really, really well from our new intern, uh, Nick. And then also, we have two new YouTube channels, uh, DNVR Clips, as well as DNVR On Site, where we get all of our on site stuff. We had a great one with Matt Brooks, aka Big Market Matt, a fantastic writer at nuggets.com. We got one with Nikola Jovich. We got one with Tass Mellis. You guys are going to want to miss out on all of that great content. So subscribe to DNVR's three channels. Hit the like button on the way out. See you guys.